Forensic accountant Tiffany Couch has raised significant questions about the Columbia River Crossing Light Rail Project, or CRC, through her investigation of financial documents connected to the $3.6 billion public works project. Couch's firm, the Acuity Group, was part of a lawsuit filed by the project's chief contractor, David Evans & Associates, earlier this fall over audited financial statements Couch wanted to see. We sat down with Couch in an exclusive interview to learn more about how she got involved with researching the CRC and what came of the lawsuit. I actually approached David Medor sometime in the February or March time frame when I read an article in the Columbian about the fact that he had been provided thousands of documents um, related to the Columbia River Crossing Project. They didn't really know at the time what kind of documents they had received. They had received 714 PDF files, which are electronic, single electronic files. Each of these 714 files had hundreds of pages in them, sometimes thousands of pages in them. So he literally had thousands, if not tens of thousands of documents uh, provided to, to him without an index, without a table of contents. Um, and quite literally, when you would open up the files, it didn't appear that the documents really had any relation to each other. For example, dates or vendors, um, they were really in complete disarray. And really, what I what I honestly thought at the time was, okay, these folks here just haven't asked for the right documents. Um, they're just not asking for the right thing. And uh, myself, as an accountant, as a former auditor for governmental agencies, I knew what kinds of reports should be there. And I thought, you know, they just haven't asked for the right thing. And Mr. Medora had a meeting scheduled, and he said, why don't you go to that meeting with me, and we'll, we'll ask for those right things. And I said, perfect. Um, I want to say it was the very first week of April of 2011, and he, we... Um, arrived just he and I arrived to the CRC offices we knew we were going to have a two-hour meeting and we knew there might be one or two people from Olympia and so when we arrived I want to say there were six or seven people at the CRC office there to meet us physically in the in the room so there were probably nine if you include David and I nine people in a conference room maybe a little bit more and then they, we got on the phone, and there was a conference phone there, and there were probably that many people, six or seven people on the phone, who were in Olympia. So there were a dozen people there to have a meeting with David and I, which I thought was strange. Um, because generally, you're, if you're just there to have a meeting and ask some very simple questions... You know, you meet with a few people of the organization, and then you kind of determine at that time, okay, well, here are the questions they're asking. Here are the people we need to put them in contact with, and we can kind of better utilize uh, everybody's time that way. But to have 12 people um, meeting with us all at once, um, I was not intimidated, but it just seemed excessive. There was at least one accountant there. I would have to go back to my notes. Um there might have been more than one accountant there. And so she and I ought to obviously kind of immediately started t- 
talking accounting speak, so to speak. And I said, okay, well, you know, you guys have given us all of these documents, and they were actually there to also show us all of this data that they had extracted from their accounting system that they were, were going to provide to us that day, and they wanted us to walk to walk us through those spreadsheets. And I said, wait a minute. I really... I, I was sort of getting bombarded, like drinking from a fire hose. There's all of this information, and and uh, for me, I like to have those summary reports I was talking about because then I can get some context and ask questions. And so I said, you know, can we just stop, and can you guys first just go and get me a financial statement for the project? I, can you just go get me your statement of net assets, which in the business world is called a balance sheet, in your statement of activities, which again in the business world would be called an income statement. And she looked at me and she said, well, we don't have those. And so I'm thinking about, yes, this is a very large project. Yes, we have an enormous amount of people and, and staff and money. But really, accounting is really simple. Why don't we have simple reports so that people can make decisions? So I was concerned and surprised. Uh, that we that there wa- wasn't better reporting coming out of out of that office or from Washtenaw Road on. Well, at that time, the information went through February the eighth, and the Washington State Department of Transportation had spent 108 million dollars on the CRC project. Um, and at that time, in the vendor information uh, category, 15 million was not recorded to a vendor name, and so still t- still to this date, we don't know where $15 million was spent. I did receive an updated file on Tuesday of this week, so that would have been October 11th, and that information went all the way through the 2011 fiscal year. And according to WashDOT, they've spent $125 million from the inception of the project in 2005 through June 30th of 2011. A total of $125 million has been spent, $18 million still has no vendor name. Based on the the data in those line items, um, it does appear that they are expenditures. They're probably expenditures of payroll. There are some expenditures of rent in those journal entries. It looks like the expenditures were probably paid out of a different fund, and then they moved those journal entries into the CRC project um, at a later date. But it's a problem that you've got $18 million um, a little less than 10% of your expenditures um, without any tra- audit trail. So in, I want to say it was late August, early September of this year, uh, one of my employees, who's Debbie Peterson, she's doing a lot of research. She's the one that's inventoried all of these PDF files for us. She uh, came down and said, you know, Tiffany, what about an audited financial statement? Can we ask for those? And I said, sure, because we really can ask for every, anything. Um, and then they can come back and they can deny our requests. And it's in the statute that they have five days to respond to our request. They can either give us the documents, deny the documents, or tell us that they'll get it to us in a reasonable period of time. So Debbie uh, wrote a letter. Uh, it's very simple. The public records request process is very simple. You write a letter. You, re- you request a document, um, and what Debbie asked for were any all of the David Evans and Associates audited financial statements. Shortly thereafter, I want to say a couple of weeks or less, um, Debbie received a notice that she was being named in a lawsuit 
uh, by David Evans and Associates in that they were going to court and asking for a judge to put a temporary restraining order on her and on the state of Washington uh, precluding them precluding the, the Department of Transportation from providing audited financial statements to us. I wasn't surprised that they denied our request. My, 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 my surprise came from the fact that they went straight to a court, that they did not deny the request, say that it was not allowed, did not state you know which, which RCW they were going to refer to, that they quite literally kind of skipped that process and went straight to a judge and, and got that temporary restraining order. And I thought, well, that's interesting. Why are they doing this on a set of financial statements? Because again, audited financial statements are, are about as high level a report as you can get. Um, and so we sought counsel, we retained our own attorney, we've got some advice um, and our attorney uh, is fantastic. And he said, well, listen, we can fight this, we can go to court, we can get these documents for you um, and that's gonna cost a lot of money. Um, or we can just tell them we, we, we withdraw the request and we don't really care to get those documents. And so we kind of talked about it and I thought, you know, as a CPA, I know what's in an audited financial statement and what's not. And I can see kind of coming down the line some other documents I'm gonna want. And I thought, gosh, if they're gonna react to this on something so basic, what are they going to react to when I'm asking for some other detail documents? And do we need to save some of our precious legal fees um, on, on potential future matters? And so I said, you know, this is not anything worth spending a lot of money on. Let's just tell them, forget about it. We, we don't want those documents. So the, the attorneys agreed um, and, and our attorney asked David Evans' attorneys to write up what's called the, basically the injunction, saying, telling the judge these audited financial statements are not going to be provided and the other party, meaning we, agree. That document was created by David Evans and Associates attorneys and they sent it to me to review before we all signed on the dotted line. What was interesting is that that injunction indicates, it says basically, we hereby um, all agree that, that these financial statements are not going to be provided to Debbie Peterson. Well, but instead of attaching audited financial statements as an example for the judge to sign, they attached very different documents, which were overhead audits. These were documents we had never asked for. And so I called a timeout. I said, listen, this whole time we asked for audited financial statements. They sued us and said we can't have audited financial statements. They were very clear in their term. We were clear in our terminology. They were clear in their terminology what we were all arguing about. So to now write up something that a judge is going to sign for a document we never even asked for doesn't make any sense. And so we pointed that out to them and they agreed that they did not want to go to a judge and fight that, that they didn't want to have to tell a judge, oh, listen, we've been asking for audited financial statements, but oh, by the way, sorry, we attached these other kinds of documents that we don't want them to see. And so at this point, we have just, the case has been dismissed, basically, and we're at square one, meaning uh, we could still go back and ask for the audited financial statements. There is no lawsuit pending. This has been an exclusive interview 
with Tiffany Couch. I'm Scott Thompson of Coove.com. To learn more about Tiffany's work, visit www.acuityforensics.com. And until next time, thanks for listening.